0: Hello everyone and welcome to the launch of another successful podcast from Powerful Tales, which is the path of Power of Ponytails. Power of Ponytails is a campaign organized by a group of ambitious people who want to bring up the awareness about breast cancer, cervical cancer and how the hair loss has been taking place from the cancer treatments like chemotherapy. The main ambition of the project is to encourage the donations to the cancer patients. For me, after being a part of the campaign and the powerful deals which made me motivated and inspired in many hard times and in many ways. Because the campaign has a live conversation videos with the cancer patients which help us and believe us and to be motivated in every way possible. The struggle of the team and the team members about the salon programs and the collaborations with the salon's fundraisers for the hair donation is remarkable and commendable. Talking about the podcast, it's being organized by the Powerful Tales team, which focuses on the people who identified as the transgenders, cross-dressed, and the people who lost their hair due to medical reasons. We just want to make the people empower and make them happy and make them understand that our hair is not an effect, how people see us, and we can take control in any way possible if we want to second podcast guest is Pratna. and also who could introduce her better than herself to our listeners who are eager to listen about you and your journey.
1: Hi so yeah my name is Prathna and I create queer content on Instagram and YouTube so the main idea behind it is that I never used to see a lot of queer and DC content online so I really wanted to fill that gap so it's one of the reasons that I started doing this so yeah that's about it about me.
0: As you said, you haven't come across with the queer people and desi content on the online to fill the gaps you have been thinking about this. So it has been nearly four years since the homosexual activities were decriminalized by the government but still we are struggling and fighting for the equal rights and the treatment for the homosexuals. How has your struggle been throughout and were there any challenges that you faced along your journey?
1: So I'm gonna be pretty honest and tell you that I grew up quite uh, economically and socially privileged. So a lot of the effects of uh, you know homosexuality being outlawed and homophobia didn't really affect me very much. I think a lot of it was a huge mental effect to know that I was living in a country where I was uh, a criminal. I think once I started openly dating my partner, I was very worried that people would use that law that criminalized homosexuality to attack me and my partner, maybe verbally, maybe even physically. So I think what it did was it caused a lot of fear and it caused me to not be nearly as confident and open as I would have been. But once that law was lifted, I do feel like even though it was just a baby step in the right direction, it still did allow a lot of people to at least get rid of that fear of being openly themselves and being present in society. And it just allowed a lot more people to come out and be themselves. But there's a lot of work uh, still you know, pending in terms of the kinds of laws that we need to protect people from the LGBTQIA community and also the kind of social acceptance that needs to start uh, happening in our country so that, you know, people from the LGBTQIA community are not looked down upon. But I do think that uh, decriminalizing homosexuality about four years ago was a good step in the right direction and it did help a lot of people be less afraid of being who they are and be less afraid of getting attacks from society.
0: About confidence and being themselves, how do you relate short hair to patriarchy?
1: So that's honestly a great question. I think one of the main facets of patriarchy is that it places a ridiculous number of expectations on minority genders, like women. And um, I think that one of those expectations it always relates to how women should look, because how attractive a woman is in, you know, a man's eyes. Is probably the most, uh, you know, value that most women end up having. So I think that having long, luscious, beautiful hair is something that is required of a lot of women. And we've sold a lot of products and a lot of images that tell us that, you know, you need to have long hair, and that's what makes you a good woman. That's what makes you a worthy, valuable woman. And I think uh, having short hair is a pretty big opposition to that because, well, you are willfully deciding that you're going to have a hairstyle that is, you know, apparently not patriarchally feminine, that's not considered appropriate for our gender by society. So, I think that, yeah, a lot of women do maybe choose to cut their hair as a kind of rebellion against the lifelong uh, patriarchy that they tend to endure. And, you know, it just really shows us how pathetic the patriarchy can be, that the literal length of someone's hair can literally be a huge factor in whether the patriarchy is practicing itself or not
0: thank you prajna for being very honest and uh, telling you the words which you want to tell for us and which you meant actually and i literally agree to the words which you said about relating short hair towards patriarchy and the conversation is very interesting as we go uh, talking about the patriarchy and meanwhile we would like to invite vipulgurk for a song <laughs>
2: It si hansi it missi khushi itna sa tukda chand ka khwabo ke tan ko se jalwa nayi aashiya itni si hansi itni si khushi itna sa tukda chand ka khwabo German, I hear she are the way of the power. Say, why, holy, holy, isn't Tora satira, sahoga, tora, vera, Hoga apna, yea, shea. It tissy hussy, it tissy cushy, it tassa doke, chandaka, qua, buke, din, kose, joven, I, shea. Thank you, Whipple, for the amazing song. As we
0: continue. You have noticed on your Instagram profile that you have a great dressing sense, but you and other women tend to struggle to purchase formal wear which doesn't necessarily have bows or short sleeves. Some other way to preserve the so called femininity. Also, shopping in the women's section has been pretty traumatic for you to write. Can you share something about that and your cool dressing sense?
1: Oh, that's an incredibly sweet thing to say. Thank you so much. And thank you, Whipple, for that fantastic performance. Honestly, um, I think that my dressing sense is something that I developed as a child. So, you know, back then it was something that people just labelled as, okay, this girl is very tomboyish, so she likes wearing boys' clothes. And I did. I liked wearing clothes that were typically from the boys' section. I just found it a lot more comfortable. Like, even as a three-year-old child, that part of my expression was so solidified that I refused to wear anything from the girls' section because I simply wasn't comfortable in the kinds of designs and fits and stuff that we have decided are feminine. And um, yeah, I think uh, that dressing sense was probably the first thing that really materialized itself when it came to me being queer, because, you know, the way that I expressed my gender wasn't very typically traditionally feminine. And that sort of built up to, you know, at a point in time in my teenage life when I came out as being a lesbian as well. So for me that experience was very interconnected and yeah I think my dressing sense has been something that I have struggled with of course. I have gone through certain times where I've tried very hard to look more feminine, traditionally feminine, look more like a woman woman, and buy stuff from the women's section but I think at the end of the day if I had to be authentic to myself, uh, wearing clothes that are comfortable to me are extremely important. And yeah, in terms of the suits and stuff that I now love wearing on social media, it's actually very hard to get formal wear like uh, you were mentioning with Harika. It's just, you know, it's not something that we think uh, women need to be wearing. So we have great collections of dresses and tops and kurtas for women. But because, you know, fashion houses and designers have decided that formal wear is not that important to womanhood, it's not something that we see a lot of. And whatever we do see is tends to be a little uh, definitely not my style so yeah I think uh, shopping is a pretty hard experience for me I think it uh, that's true for a lot of people and I just try my best to always be as comfortable as I can be
0: Yeah, shopping in the dressing style and the dressing sense is a major struggle for everyone I agree with that and also being comfortable in what we wear is a major thing for everybody And one question that we ask all our speakers because the entire project revolves essentially around hair. Do you think hair plays a vital role in the LGBTQ community in defining your personality?
1: Yes, I think that this question ties up really well with the question about short hair and patriarchy. I think, you know, patriarchy and heteronormativity and uh, being cisgendered, it really ties a lot with um, a certain kind of appearance that men and women should have, you know a certain ideal of how these genders need to appear and how men and women should appear. And I think when you're part of the LGBTQIA community, when you're not cisgendered, when you're not uh, heterosexual, then automatically this kind of expression and this kind of uh, appearance doesn't really suit a lot of people because it's not authentic it's not personal you know a lot of people who are even you know not part of the lgbtqia community they would want to use different means like makeup and hair and clothing to express themselves authentically and not just express themselves in terms of how the mainstream wants us to look like i think that's especially important with the lgbtqia community because it allows us to you know be genuine to ourselves allows us to express ourselves And just allows us to exist in a way that uh, society perhaps will not think is the most ideal way and yeah i think it goes a lot beyond just terming it as oh a superficial way of looking or just superficial appearance i think it's very tied into our personalities it's very tied into being honest with ourselves so yeah i think that experimenting with hairstyles is a fantastic thing too Especially if you're from the LGBTQI community or even if you just want to personalize how you express yourself to the world.